0: So, if you have a cell phone, please make sure they're turned off. Um, <laughs> Sunday school teachers, thank you very much for your help. Uh, we will now get into our message. I'd like to say a word of prayer before we get there. I entitled our message Purifying Filter 2.0. Father, we thank you for this evening that you've given to us, this building, this church body, this body of believers the songs that you've given us, the willingness of your servants, Lord God, that just constantly just sacrifice their day and their time, wakes up early just so they can serve you, Father. I pray for blessings for them, the ones that are on the spotlight and the ones in the background. Please bless them. And I pray for the prayer warriors. I pray Wednesday after Wednesday, day after day. I pray for blessings for them as well. And now, Lord God, we pray for your message Please speak through me, please give me wisdom, Lord God, and let your Holy Spirit teach your people that are in this building tonight, and the ones that are listening in. I pray for humble hearts and open minds for their truth. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. I entitled our message, Purifying Filter. We're going to be tackling verse 29 in Ephesians chapter 4 which reads do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen so we broken we're going to break that into three okay but before that in 2020 companies reported maximum financial impacts of water risk water risk in their business now it's 301 billion dollars it's what costing the companies of polluted contaminated water five times higher than the cost of addressing them which is 55 billion dollars now beyond risk management there are also businesses business opportunities when investing in water security an estimate of 711 billion dollars you see the the amount of money that's behind that and then the air purifier market size is expected to grow uh, over 12% during the years of 2020 to 2026. The increase in consumer awareness towards the health impact drives the growth of the global air purifier market. So if you were preying on what mar- uh, business you should get into, look into air purifiers. Air filter are, are one of the growing markets across the globe, around 4.2 million people. People die due to the presence of impurities in the air. To control air pollution, the adoption of air filters is higher in regions such as Europe, Asia, North America. Manufacturers are focusing on various marketing strategies to increase sales in the global air purifier market. Why are there purifiers and why are they so um, uh, profitable? because we want to make sure the consumers want to make sure that we're drinking safe water correct we consumers we want to make sure that we're breathing the right air right clean air right I think so that's why these markets these these marketers they know that these companies know that and they use it now some water are truly contaminated that if you drink it you're gonna you're gonna get sick some water are clean right we don't want to believe it because water at costco is five bucks like for 24 or 48 so it's cheaper get it you feel safe you did your part now there's a great need for filter right there is a great need if you go to uh, the philippines and you've been drinking the water here even though you were born there and raised there for many years you go back there you're gonna get sick right if you drink the tap water there's a great need for filter. There's a great need to purify those things. There's a great need for air filter. There's a great need to purify air. Now what did Paul tell us on verse 29? There's a great need for us to filter our language. To filter our conversations towards one another. Now Paul has been greatly talking about, here's a verse. Paul has been greatly talking about the need to change. After he has spoken and championed grace, he has been talking about how to live a holy life. How to interact. How to do things properly. We discussed stealing last week, right? Before that, we discussed anger. Before that, we discussed lying, right? And then now we're talking about unwholesome talk. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Now in James, James 3, James 3, 6 reads, um, next slide please, there you go, thank you. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire and and is itself set on fire by hell. So unwholesome talk is anything that you cannot do in front of your children. Let's just make that clear, right? If you can't say it in front of your children, that's an unwholesome talk. Us Filipinos, we are so connected with that. We have a lot of what we call green jokes, right? I fall into it here and there, you know? Sexual innuendo jokes, you know, which is, what what is the Bible saying? We need to stop that. Right. Because we grew up watching those things. Right. There's there's two. Uh, I, I remember at least in the Philippines, there were two lunchtime shows where as a child, you're watching it and they're constantly doing it. Right, two popular lunchtime shows and they love it. The whole country loves it. The other things that fall into unwholesome talk is gossiping gossiping slander still falls into that because you're you're annihilating you're destroying someone else and it's not profitable right so the tongue as we can see from you god showed it to us through james that the tongue is a fire it's very powerful right when you when you try to assassinate someone's character through gossiping right little did you know that 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 person can no longer restore his character towards that person you convinced through that gossip that you tried share that you shared because you were hurt. Because you want to feel popular, because you wanna let people know that you know them. I know them. Right? So we, we, we share those things and and what we're seeing here and, and the, the definition, Webster's dictionary defines unwholesome as this the use uh, it's not it's not characterized by or conducive to health or moral well-being it's not good it's dirty so any dirty talk we need to do away with i i get it you know we're so used to it Somebody says it. I laugh. Before I share another follow-up joke to it. Sometimes I fall following up on the joke, or I walk away. But we do it, right? Dirty jokes, dirty humor. The the gossiping. It's a it's an afternoon delight in the Philippines, right? It's an afternoon thing in the Philippines. They have those shows, the buzz, right? I can remember I can remember The Buzz and then there's something else in Channel 7 with that one girl in Daibadidai I forgot that what it's title, but it's we go buy it right and, and then in the stores um, I don't know if we still buy those magazines where it's just all Brad Pitt divorces Angelina Jolie right those things we love those things but we Christians are not to do with this anymore we have to take it out especially if it's coming from us no more unwholesome talk. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. So if a brother or sister says it, you can't do anything about it. But it should not come out from you. Proverbs 16:27, The Passion Translation. A wicked scoundrel wants to dig up dirt on others. Yeah, I picked this too because I thought it was easy to dig up dirt on others only to spread slander and shred their reputation. Christians, we can no longer do this. We are saved by grace, not by works, so that no one can boast. But chismosos and chismosas knock it off. We are to end it. We are to do away with it. That's our old life. Paul repeatedly is saying it, right? Get your old, take off your old self, Put on your new self. Sink into, go into Christ. Become like Christ. Now, is Christ a chismoso? Just to even put that Jesus chismosis doesn't even come out well for me. But us Christians, we call ourselves Christians, but we do this. We do this, and sometimes we we mask it into a prayer request. Pastor, I need you to pray for... uh, because he was <whistles> I heard. <laughs> really? <laughs> you heard. You didn't even see it, but you were just like <whistles> confirmed. <laughs> right? We, we we do that, right? We, we we mask those things in a prayer request, but really our whole intention was to make cheese to gossip to destroy someone's reputation, to destroy Someone's character. And we're told, do not do with this. And see, people that love to do that, the Bible calls them wicked. Scoundrel. Got it. Matthew 12.36 reads, um, Next slide, please. I don't know why it's not working. I'm sorry. This is, uh, I promise you that on the day of judgment, this is Jesus speaking. Everyone will have to account for every careless word they have spoken. So if we think, okay lang, saved by grace. Bagbagakon. Mm. In mm. I'm telling you, it's not there. It's, we're going to be accounted. There is an accountability. Matthew 15:11 reads, the food that you put into your mouth doesn't make you Unclean and unfit to worship God. The bad words that come out of your mouth are what make you clean, unclean. I I know it's so practical, it's so simple. But you know what? The trap is this: we've accepted it so much, because we practice this for so long, that we don't care anymore. Maybe. But now this is a reminder folks this is like everybody here i think has a bookshelf right and we have books in there and we have if you read those books and you love them but you put it in the shelf and it's been gathering dust for quite some time tonight is this this tonight is when you grab that book and you're cleaning off the dust you're reminding yourself god is reminding us that listen You are saved by grace. You are a new creation. So no more bad things that should come out of your mouth. Be done with coarse jokes. Green jokes, done. Gossiping, done. That's our old self, guys. We need to crucify that on the cross. Those things, if you think it's funny, because sometimes we do laugh at it, right? Those things are what put Jesus on the cross. So how can we find it funny if those are the things that crucified our Lord? How can we find it funny? How can we accept it like, ah, it's okay. It's not like I do it every day. I did it with a brother anyway. I mean, I don't think I'm stumbling pastor. <laughs> right? So the first point is that we have to filter our words. The second, the second point of the verse that we just read Uh, Next verse, please. Um, The second part of that verse 29 reads, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. According to their needs. Right? So anything that comes out of our mouth should be to help one another, not to tear each other down. Now, for our culture... I know I know we, we discussed this before the crab mentality right Filipinos we love that right I mean we don't love that we hate it but we, it's so ingrained in our culture we don't want anybody to make it on top and once they make it on top we drag them down that's what crabs do right it's amazing have you seen it it's amazing when I was at the wet market I was watching it, and my mom was telling me mm, yeah that's crab mentality Right there that's why they can't get out none of those crabs can get out because as soon as they make it on top another one grabs them the ones in the bottom If I'm going to the buffet line you're going with me <laughs> nobody's gonna make it out here buddy we're all gonna be, we're all gonna be lunch <laughs> right so there's there's just that great need for us to be reminded that we everything that we have to say must build one another especially each other now there's rebuke right there's rebuke that we need to do but the Bible says rebuke in love if you are correct if I am correcting you it should be because I love God and I love you that I cannot tolerate or I should not let you keep walking that path that's gonna hurt you so sometimes I what comes out of the mouth of, of brothers and sisters doesn't necessarily come, you know, It doesn't, we can't swallow it because we're, we can't accept it because it's too much. But it's not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the tearing down. You haven't changed. You will never change. Right? Did you know that she still do this? He is still doing that? Christians should be different. We are to be the salt and light of the world. That's what Jesus said. Amen? And then when we come out of this church, right? When we come out of this church, we we go out to a mean world. A world that hates each other and a world that especially hates Christians. A world that tries their best to make us stumble. And then what do we do? We come out with these jokes at work. Right? Right? Because we saw an opening. It was too good. We have to take it. Like, oh man. I saw an opening and I took it. And they're like, man, you're a pastor of a church? You're a Christian? I mean, that was a funny joke, but wow. Coming from you? Right? I mean, probably they won't say it, but they'll walk away from that conversation thinking it. Right? Because just last week you invited them to come to church a week ago, we, they saw on your Facebook post that, yo, I live for Jesus. Galatians 2.20. And then the next joke on your post is a green joke. Right? So that didn't come out of your mouth, but that represents you. Right? That has, yeah, that has your name and your identity all over. So anything that must come out of our, our mouth should be to build up. And that's what Paul said in Corinthians. In First Corinthians 14 3. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Right? We're not used to this, I don't think. Because we most of us we come from families that are just used to tearing us down. Right? That's especially for my family. Our family is that. That's how we show our that we love you, that we like you when we start insulting you you know that's when you know you're like oh you're in with us because we kind of just you know we called you ugly <laughs> that means we like you <laughs> it's funny but it's true I'm, yeah, that's just how our family is you know we, I have an aunt who calls everybody pangit pangit means ugly so she calls everybody pangit so in a in a party she'll say pangit everybody turns their heads and then she starts laughing. Ah, oh, all of you guys are bang it. Right? That's her terms of endearment. That's her term of endearment. So there's no positive reinforcement reinfor- there. But the Bible telling us Christians, you are to not do with this talk anymore. Unwholesome talk. No dirty language should come out of our mouths. But only positive things. To build each other up. A brother comes to us and, and says, Pastor Joe, I fell again. You don't say, well, what an idiot, bro. You're an idiot. Is that, is that a good Christian counseling? <laughs> oh, look at you, stupid. What do you want me to do for you? Right? It's it's so wrong. Like, I'm saying it here as an example, an illustration. It's coming to some of you guys like, oh, gosh, you shouldn't be saying that. But you take me out of this and you put yourself, put the highlight on, uh, spotlight on yourself, are you doing that from time to time? And if you are, this is the call that, hey, anything that comes out of our mouth should be building people up. Building people up. Pastor Joe, I fell again. Well, praise God for grace. What happened? How can I help you? Right? Hey guys, I, I need help, man. I lost my temper again. I almost punched somebody in the gym. Like, oh, dude, come here. You know, let me pray for you. Right? It's, that should be how we should reinforce each other. That's how we should encourage one another. And then you bring it to the family. You bring it to your children. That kind of attitude. Same heart. Do you think your relationship with your children and your relationship with your parents would improve? I think so. You bring that to your spouse. Right? You think you think no, okay, maybe not <laughs> right it will improve right the the bad thing about the bad thing about the world is and we've adopted to it because we contributed to it, we see the wrong things more, we see the wrong things more and i gave a I gave a message to crosspoint earlier what is a, a message that I will not give you guys, but one thing that that uh <laughs> i uh, I saw there on the the statistics there, it says, if you get 15 compliments, when the pastor gets discouraged, he gets 15 compliments and he gets one negative feedback, you know what sticks? The negative feedback. Negative negative feedback. I don't know why. I'd rather just stick with the 15 and say, oh man, hey, if you're going to say something negative, don't say anything at all. Can you just keep walking? (laughs) No, but it does. It hurts, right? You know, we used to own a, a, a Filipino store when Anna, Anna Lou and I, uh, back in 2003. Some of you weren't born yet, I get it. <laughs> um, but I had this, I had three Filipino customers. Because it's such a tiny Filipino store, you know what they love to do? They'll go in there to look for something that's not there. Mm-hmm. they look at my stands like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't have the tempura breading. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll get that po- next week. She comes next week, I got the tempura red breading. Mm, and the tempura, oh, I see it. Oh, you don't have the box champurado. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll get that next week. She goes, I get the tempura and then the champurado. She goes, You have galongong. <laughs> like, what? If we, we went from boxes to like fish. Why are you looking for something that's not there? You know, that's the, that's the attitude. You see the negative. That's why you say the negative. Because you're focused on the negative. Because for you, your spouse is not perfect. For you, your, your your parents are not perfect. Right away. So what do you see all the time? Their imperfections. Because on the other end of that, there's pride in you because you think you're perfect. Right? You think I'm the blessing for Him. I was God's best for Him. I don't know about Him for me. Right? My prayer wasn't answered. His was. Right? So, we have to build each other up. You know the things that you constantly say that hurts your loved ones. You know the, the things you constantly say that hurts people. You know the jokes you constantly say that ruins your testimony. You know it, right? And uh, next slide, please, First Peter, 3:10 reads, "Do you really love life? Do you want to be happy? Then stop saying cruel things and quit telling lies. That's the secret to happiness, guys. Praise God amen so you review the culture specific, specifically filipinos why is the philippines not happy because we have a lot of this we have a lot of negative that's what we oh my gosh if we can be rich with jokes by jokes the philippines will be the richest country in the world because we have a lot of mockers there there was a time when when china and the philippines had a tension of a war-breaking my gosh the filipinos because we're the number one facebook users we were winning the facebook war against the chinese uh, people because we had the better memes you know we were like okay so what if you have a lot of uh, warships we have paquito diaz you know stuff like that like <laughs> we'll, we'll just you just come up with stupid things like nothing profitable but we know how to egg you we know how to get to your skin we just know it we know it and then we have a lot of people a lot of filipinos a lot of christians who are not happy because this you have not stopped saying cruel things and you have not stopped lying you have not stopped lying you have not stopped your chismis life you have not stopped it you have to let it go we have to let go of the things that's been holding us down because those are the old self. If we are to thrive in this new life that God has designed for us, we have to let go of the old things that we thought was making us happy. Because look, this this is 1 Peter 3.10. You can review it. This is just in the contemporary English version. No. That's our introduction now. Yeah. <laughs> I was lying. <laughs> Verse 29, the last part of verse 29, that it may benefit those who listen, that it may benefit those who listen. Everything that we say must be beneficial to the listener, the hearers. And we have to know, we have to accept the fact that people can hear us and we whether we like it or not, we have deep influence towards them, right? whether we say the right thing or the wrong things. What benefits the... Let me read this. First Corinthians 14, 1-4. This is the Passion Translation. It is good that you are enthusiastic and passionate about spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he's not speaking to people but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the Spirit. But when someone prophesies... He speaks to encourage people, to build them up, and to bring them comfort. The one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress, while the one who prophesies builds up the church. See, even on spiritual gifts, Paul, God, through Paul, tells us, Listen, there's no point of showing off your spiritual gift if nobody else is benefiting. Right? Right? The words that are being uttered must be beneficial to the people that are listening. So mind you, believer, what do you always talk about? Is it it things of the Lord? Hopefully so. And if it's not things of the Lord, is it things that build people up around you? Or is it people that work, you're like, oh gosh, you know, I was at the church, but oh my gosh, this supervisor of mine, he's irritating me. Right? This coworker of mine, she's lazy. He's lazy. I should leave this company. The benefits in this company is two dollars less than what I can get. And that's fine. But if you're just like Miss Negative or Mister Negative at work, while well, everybody says like, "Dude, I haven't had my coffee yet," and here you are again, spewing all your negative vibes here. Is that what your Christ does for you? Is that the hope that you have? Life? is not good mind you yes i i understand we all have certain days right sometimes we woke up at the wrong side of the bed and our hip is hurting and we can't understand we can't understand it i just went to bed why am i sore and you know and then you have an irritating person in front of you you can't handle it right but we have to understand that we are a new creation Created in Christ Jesus. It is no longer us who lives, but Christ lives in us. The life that we now live in the body, we live for Him. Who loved us and gave Himself for us. Galatians 2.20 We should be able to at least remember that and say, I want to complain, but they're going to hear it. And it's going to be negative for their day. I want to say many curse words right now because He deserves it, but it's not going to benefit these guys who's going to hear it. Because anything that we say must be beneficial, it should be edifying to the people that are listening. Amen? We say amen, we say praise the Lord, we say thank God, we say I love Jesus, we have plate numbers that says you know, Bible verses, but then our words have not been cleaned up, it's a toilet of words, right? We step out of this building. We talk about each other here, like we're the, you know, sons of the devil. Demonio, demonio, I'm glad they went to church. demonio, demonio, demonio. Right? It's like, like this, it, it needs. You want to be happy? God said, right? Stop telling lies. You want to be happy? You have to to be truthful. Stop sp- saying negative things. Benefits to the, the uh, benefits the audience. Proverbs seventy nine reads: Whoever would foster love covers an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates friends. Close friends. This is chismis right there. so simple it is it truly is but it's so practical right because you know when when you try to conceal it because you're hoping that you're eventually you're going to be okay with that person again right so hopefully you're gonna you're gonna take care of the offense and like oh you know what i'll just keep it i'll keep it because they might come back or we might get back together right And in tw- Proverbs twenty six twenty reads, "Without word, a fire goes out; without a gossip, a quarrel dies down." Right? This is in, in Tagalog. We say "nanggagatong." Right? This the, like, in a charcoal. You know, when it's like, what do you call this? Somebody help me out. Okay, charcoal. <laughs> when it's like when it's, what do you say? When it's kindling yeah good job Dustin I'm glad I have a Texan here when it's kindling those are the those are the Christians those are the people that start trouble we want to stir trouble because we heard them say oh what what did you say oh I'm going to share what you said right and then there Instead of like covering it, like, you know what? This is it's probably going to start trouble. All right? And then 10, 19, Proverbs 10, 19, sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues. The prudent hold their tongues. The are responsible, the wise. We hold our tongues. We can say so many things on what's going on with the government right now, but we're going to hold it. We're going to hold it. Because we don't want the listeners. We don't want to stumble the listeners. Right? Or we, we can say so many things. About our supervisor. About our co-worker. About our employees. But we're going to hold it. That's what the Bible says. Hold it. Pray about it. Lift it up to God. Right? Now, this is... I know there's, there's the other part of church discipline. When a, a certain offense kept, keeps repeating, right? Because if somebody offends you, you are to talk to that brother or sister alone. And if that brother or sister repents, then the matter is solved. But if the brother or sister does not repent, you bring someone else in there, another brother or sister, to witness and to be the judge between the two of you regarding the matter. If the brother or sister still does not repent, the instruction says we are to bring that brother or sister and that matter in front of the church. And then we are to discuss the matter in front of the church and then whatever the decision of the majority becomes, we are to, if the brother or sister still does not repent, we are to remove that brother or sister. Pastor, that's gossiping. No, it's not. It's church discipline. is church discipline. Because now the matter has to be brought out because it was dealt individually. Right? So I get it. Not all of us is going to be a pastor. But all of you will probably participate in one of that one way or another. Hopefully not so many times. Not at all, hopefully. But this church, we've disciplined people here before. Um, we brought... One particular one that I remember, we brought it to the church. The other ones, even before I can apply church discipline, they leave. <laughs> Pretty smart, I think. But, you know, it's we have to remember these verses because the proverb tells us, God tells us through the proverb, that we are to be prudent, hold on to it. In Psalm 141, Oh, I don't have Psalm 141, but if you want to write it down, Psalm 141.3 reads, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. This should be every believer's prayer. Every believer's prayer. Especially if you found something juicy. Oh, my! I cannot believe what I found out we are like ah. you're like fighting right because that's when gossip happens we found something juicy that we think nobody else knows and we just can't wait to be the star of the, the, the night like I have something exclusive right Psalm one hundred and nineteen, one hundred and seventy-one 171 to 73 reads may my lips overflow with praise for you Teach me your decrees. See, that should be what our lips should be used for. May my tongue sing of your word. For all your commands are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me. For I have chosen your precepts. Imagine, from the same lips, from the same tongue, from the same mouth comes, accept Jesus as your Lord and you will be saved. That same mouth, same lips, same tongue, we say, the coarse jokes, we say the gossips, we say the curse words, right? Same, and the Bible says that cannot be. Right? So, knowing all these truths, we are now again charged, reviewed and charged of these truths. We are now to handle this by through obedience. Church. We can be the salt and light of each other, towards each other, if we can be so positive towards one another. right? If we could just be, we could be the best father, we could be the best mom, husband, wife, brother, sister, friend, that one can wish for if we will obey what God tells us. Right? To say things that will build people up and to make do away with the gossiping, the lying, bad jokes, bad words. We are not simply to read God's Word and study its content in order to expand our knowledge of Scripture. We know a lot more doctrines. I am Doctrine Buff. We have a positive responsibility to obey His Word and apply it in our everyday life. For when we walk in the unity of the spirit and live in holiness of heart, we mature in the faith, grow in grace and produce the fruit of humility, patience, gentleness and love. From the moment we are regenerated, from the moment we accepted Christ, the old self, the old self and the old life is to be put off and should remain nailed to the cross. It should be nailed to the cross. And we are to put on the new, the new self. We become a new man with a new life. And that new life is a life with Jesus Christ. We are declared righteous by God, made part of His new creation, become a member of Christ's mystic body, His church body, and are covered with His perfect righteousness. His perfect righteousness. We, Christians, have a duty to obey God's Word. Amen? Amen. So that we mature. There's no maturing in the faith if there's no obedience. Don't kid yourself. You are not maturing in the faith if you are not obeying Him. You have believed a lie so that we mature in the faith and are progressively conformed into the image and likeness of the lovely Lord Jesus. Just as our old man followed the sinful ways of the world, so the new man is to walk in the way of righteousness and live in the truth of His Word. Amen? In this church we are to know Christ and as we, to, as we get to know how holy He is, how loving He is, how good and kind He is, we are to become like Him. And there's no way that we can become like Him if we're like speaking still the same way. Saying those jokes, saying those curse words, gossiping about people because in those with those same lips we are told to make Him known share the gospel so how do you think a person who knows you gossip about everybody else at work will accept Jesus all of a sudden from you right you talk about everybody in a negative way and then all of a sudden you're like wait a minute I'm driven by the Holy Spirit you want to accept Jesus as your Lord yeah, like, yeah sure from you no right we have to recognize that people there's people listening to us we have to recognize that the Holy we're grieving the Holy Spirit we're grieving the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit that lives it that lives in us we're going to be tackling that in the next few days next Sunday but that is our message tonight folks I thank you for your patience and I ask you that the only true way that you can make that make that happen for yourself if that is your old way is you, you're going to fall into that temptation to go back into your old life all the time if you are not prayerful. You cannot will this. We cannot say, I'm going to do this. There's no way. Because Jesus said, pray lest you fall. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So long as we live in this body, we will fall. Without the help of the spirit, we will fall. Into our old ways. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's our message tonight. Father, we thank you for your message for us. I pray for your people here at FICF. Lord God, we pray. We ask for forgiveness for our sins. For the many times that we've fallen, Lord God, into this sin of having unwholesome talk. Forgive us for the times that we have said more things to tear people down instead of building them up. Forgive us, Lord God, for stumbling people away from you, Lord God, instead of bringing them to you because of our language. Father, help us, Lord God. Help us not to be better, but help us to just be like you, Lord. Help us to become like you, Father. Give us the strength. Give us the awareness, Lord God. And when we're about to fall, Father, we are to pray to you and ask for your help. Help us to live a victorious life, Father. I pray for blessings for your people here tonight. I pray for healing for those who are sick, Father God, physically. I pray for healing for those who are sick spiritually, Lord God. I pray for broken relationships, Lord God. May you heal all broken relationships, Father. And I pray for all your people here, Lord God. May we all walk out of this building glorifying you with our words as much as with our lives. In Jesus' sweet and mighty name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. amen, amen. Let's all rise.